Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you for this new day, and we are doubly grateful to you for leading us in the second half of 2020. We remember a confession in Psalm, unless the Lord builds a house, builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman scars in vain. Without your presence and guidance, our labor and toils are in vain. Please teach us, Lord, and lead us to live a meaningful life today and the rest of the year for your glory. In Jesus' precious name we all pray. Amen. Let us read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11 to 15. 2 Corinthians 5, 11 to 15. Since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others. What we are is in plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but are we giving you an opportunity to take a pride in us so that you can answer those who take a pride in what is sin rather than in what is in the heart? If we are out of a mind, as some say, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, therefore all die. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Today, we hear Paul confessing his greatest motivation for ministry and life. That is a compelling love of Christ. Compelling love of Christ. Verse 14, For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all die. So far in 2 Corinthians, we saw Paul's other related motivations, such as the judgment seat of Christ we saw yesterday, and today actually we saw again the fear of the Lord in verse 11. But today's confession is simply surprising and shocking. He said, Christ's love is a compelling. Before I explain the meaning of a compelling love, let me ask you a question. If you have to describe Christ's love in the one word, one adjective or verb, what would you say Christ's love is? If I give you Christ's love is a blank, what would you fill in the blank? Most of us would put Christ's love is comforting, or Christ's love is a consoling, or Christ's love is a creating, or Christ's love is a caring, or Christ's love is sacrificial, Christ's love is sweet, or Christ's love is saving, Christ's love is transforming. Paul confessed that Christ's love was a compelling him to do the things that some say that he was out of his mind. Now, verse 13, if we are out of our mind, as some say, it is for God. Have you done anything out of mind for God lately? I hope that today we all can do something out of mind, even little thing crazy for God. Christ's love compels me. The Greek word for compels is a sunekein. 
Sunekin, if you look at the chat box, you'll see that uh, spelling. The sun or sin means together, from which we have English words synergize or synchronize. And ekin means to have or hold. And we have an uh, English word echo from this verb. You know, echo is sound that holds itself, or a sound that doesn't disappear easily. That's the meaning of echo, hold. So today, this word, sunekin, translated in different uh, uh, words in the different translation. Uh, Revised Standard Bible and uh, uh, English-speaking uh, Bible, what is it, uh, ESP, and then also a New Living Translation, they translate this sunekin, control. Christ's love controls us. American Standard Bible and King James Bible translated the constraints. Christ's love constrains us. And the NIV and the New King James Bible translated as a compels, compels. New Revised Standard Version translated urges on. Christ's love urges us on. The word compels literally means to hem in, hold on both sides, take away options, give no way out, or back into a corner. In other words, we are hemmed in by the love of Christ. Sometimes we think the love of Christ leaves us many options. We, American Protestant evangelicals, we say things like Christ's love is absolutely unconditional, that nothing I can do can change his love for me. God will never deny me since his son, Christ loved me absolutely unconditionally and sacrificially. Thus, his love is most liberating, even licensing. I can do anything that I want, for Christ loves me no matter what I do. Well, that's what we think. And that's why we think, uh, you know, love of Christ now leaves us a lot of options. Paul would have none of that. He said love of Christ takes away our options, backs us into a corner, holds us firmly on both sides, gives us no way out. Paul actually says the opposite. Christ's love is so compelling, it leads us to the cross. The voluntary suffering for the good of others. And verse 15, that's what Paul said. He died for all, and those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Paradox of a Christ-compelling love is that it does not expand our options, but actually it eliminates our options. It narrows our options to ultimate, most powerful option, the option of sacrificial love. In the process, Christ-compelling love liberated us from our own self-idolatry to self-giving love. The love of Christ keeps Paul from living for himself, instead causes him to pour out his life for others. A biblical commentator said, Paul's egocentricity has given way to Christocentricity. Christ's death must change the way we live here and now on earth. Now simply, not simply ensure our entrance into eternal presence of God. Those who belong to Christ do not live for themselves. In our society, given to self-promotion, self-fulfillment, and self-indulgence, we Christians will stand out as a distinctively different. 
We live only for Christ and give up our own rights for the good of others, and we do not insist on having on our ways. Often we hear people saying, what on earth, what on earth made you do that? What on earth made you to do that? I hope you and I can say that love from heaven made me to do that on the earth. Let us pray that Christ's love compels us today to do the crazy things, things out of mind for God's glory. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, what love have you given to us? You gave us a most lavishing love to lowly sinners like us. Who are we that you did not spare your own son? Who are we, Lord, that you did not hesitate to sacrifice yourself on the cross? Today, we ask you to compel us with your love. Take away our options today. Back us into a corner of a grace. Hold us firmly on both sides, heaven and earth, and give us no way out for the rest of 2020 to follow you and love you out of mind like you, Lord. In your most compelling name, we all pray. Amen.